Welcome to High Gluttony. I'm Gretchen. And I'm Becca. And we're two ladies on an adventure. Listen along every 10 days or so as we cook a dish we like. Quest about cannabis education. Or chat with someone we respect. You can find more information about this episode at highgluttony.com. Thanks for joining us, Gluttoneers. Off we go. Let's get to it. We're making a pantry power-up, and you might be asking yourself what that is. It has been a while since we've done one of these. We actually can't totally remember, but we're pretty sure Tomb was the last one. And be sure to check out that episode for all things garlic. Including things you didn't even know you wanted to learn about garlic. I'm sure there are a few extra facts in that one. So much garlic talk. So we won't be spending that much time on garlic today, but we definitely encourage you to check out that episode. So a PPU is anything that enhances the dish you're making now or helps with adding some pizzazz to a meal in the future. It could be used in the dish or served alongside or added as a new flavor to something that you're already making. It We have found them to give really good bases for a lot of exploring for flavor, different flavors and different options. And today we are taking a swing at some Korean pickled garlic. We came across this just on Instagram, I think. So we're like, (laughs) we were both like, what is this? Excuse Um, me? Something totally new. It, and it's our first vegetable pickle, which I can't believe it's taken us this long to make a veggie pickle, considering how much I love making pickles. <laughs> but before we get into talking about how much I love pickles, let's talk about what we're drinking <laughs> and eating today. Or, well, I'm sorry, drinking and smoking today. <laughs> well, we, you could eat it perfectly acceptable way, as we learned. <laughs> Might even be better for you. You could yeah. eat your mm. pot. Mm-hmm. You probably should. <laughs> we probably should. Wah-wah. What are you drinking, though, before we even talk about that? I am having, as I keep calling it, faux sangria. I guess it is <laughs> just really sangria. I just don't put a lot of effort into it, so it feels like it's not really sangria. But it's uh, or- that Orlano Vino Verde that I'm obsessed with right now that I've soaked some peaches in overnight. And then added a little pear brandy and some sparkling water too. So I'm having a nice, light, easy drinking wine-based drink this afternoon. And I am having fruit cart again because I still have some of that hanging around because I smoke. As much as I smoke pot every day, I don't smoke a lot of pot every day. So I usually have pot around for a long time. (laughs) But what are you enjoying, Becca? I'm drinking a Manhattan, so kind of the exact opposite of your light and (laughs) refreshing beverage. I'm really enjoying it, though. It's been stressful around here. It's been stressful with life. It's been stressful with work, and a Manhattan felt perfect. I've also had some CBD oil that I consumed sublingually, and I've been relying on that a lot more heavily in the last couple of weeks and been enjoying that. And then I did have a little bit of some pen earlier. So I'm still feeling some of that. But I think, I mean, I'm feeling pretty relaxed. I'm excited about this. I used to hate garlic. 
and it's taken me ever so slowly over the years to become a fan of it. Now I do really enjoy it. I still don't like raw garlic, so I'm excited for this version of it. There's so many things that I'm finding exciting about this recipe. And so we are using a recipe from, please don't crucify me if my pronunciation on this is terrible. I think it's Korean Bapsang. It's a, and the subtitle is a Korean mom's home cooking. So that felt really appropriate. I've made lots of pickles before, but this will be my first time really pickling garlic as its own, like pickled garlic. Like I've added garlic to pickles for a very long time. They're, you know, an additional flavor, but not just, I'm pickling the garlic itself. And since I love pickles and I love vinegar and I love garlic, this really is the perfect storm of shit I like, you know, like (laughs) a pantry power made for Gretchen. Really? It really was, especially since it gets a savory soy brine as the second step. What we're doing today anyway pretty simple. Although the recipe in general is pretty simple. It's just one of those. It's got to sit kind of like the lime pickle, which is a different thing. And why we're calling this a vegetable pickle. I'm very excited about this one since it's just so unique and and new to us, to us. Yes. To us. Yes, that's true. (laughs) It is not new to anyone (laughs) familiar with Korean food or Korean people. They've probably known about this all along. (laughs) This is really bringing me a new thing from of Korean food that I've never heard of before. So I always like to learn something new about a cuisine. And this is really the first time we've, actually, this is the first time we've done anything from Korea at all. I think maybe we, we need a little, little education on Korea and Korean food. If you want to provide us with or enlighten us, Becca, with some new knowledge. We didn't want to spend too much time on this because obviously we are not experts and we are not even barely dipping our toes into this cuisine, but because Gretchen and I are exploring a lot of this for the first time or pieces of it that are new, we wanted to give some sort of, I called them quick Googles about (laughs) Korean cuisine. One of the fun things I learned is that that there are hundreds of types of kimchi. This wasn't actually a surprise when I thought about it, but it was still a surprise in the quantity of them. But then I was like, I've seen so many kimchi recipes. I I have to say, I feel kind of dumb that I also had not really thought about that because look at how many different types of pickles there are. So why would there be hundreds of types of kimchi? One other interesting thing is that all courses are served at once, which is why when you see pictures of Korean food it's often just these huge beautiful arrays of colors and dishes Hmm. and metal chopsticks are most often used for eating there's a lot of use of fresh food i mean we're using fresh garlic and pickling it so that doesn't feel (laughs) totally fresh at the end of the day there's something fresh about vinegar though so we (laughs) will say that counts i think that counts dessert used to be something that was mostly fresh fruit or teas or something a little bit lighter most often. And then occasionally there would be cookies or rice cookies for special events. And the cakes and pies that we often see now are really, they called it Western influence, but I read that as imperialistic influence. So a lot of those sort of fancy like cakes and pies and stuff 
are not really traditional is my understanding. And one thing that was pretty fun to me was learning that most restaurants have plastic exact replicas of all of the dishes or the items on the menu. So you have such a better idea of what you're going to order. And I loved that. I thought that was so fun. That was really fun. I like that. Stealing that if I ever have like a restaurant or when we have high gluttony compound and people could come stay with just like plastic replicas of shit yeah. we make. Of the like six dishes, we were like, this is all we have energy to make for you. Yeah. <laughs> These are your six <laughs> options. Enjoy. And here are pictures of them. <laughs> but the horses are over there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can you take an ATV. Yeah. <laughs> I told James he should be responsible for figuring out how to make solar powered ATVs for the yes. high gluttony compounds. Yeah. And he was like, he was like, I don't know how to do that. And I was like, that's okay. We don't know a lot of how what's gonna happen. Like we're we're not sure how all this is gonna happen yet, but we're it's a work in progress. <laughs> yeah. We're just telling you what we're expecting from you in the future. Yeah. So yeah. you can start now. Maybe by the time we can get around to it, you, you can. You'll know. Be thinking about it. Solar just... engineering. Come on, James. Get into it. Yeah. Plant in a seat. <laughs> and then the last quick Google that I thought was so appropriate for this pantry power up is that Korea is one of the largest consumers of garlic. America one third of the meat consumption. Korea, right. largest consumers of garlic. It says one of the, so I'm sure there are other ones. <laughs> and speaking of lots of garlic, we have already done our first step, which was to peel our pound of garlic. <laughs> one pound. One whole pound of garlic. And even though the recipe did give us a delightful and helpful solution to help speed that up some it still took us both quite a while to get through peeling all of our garlic I think it took us about an hour each so either we're really slow or she has a really good technique (laughs) because one pound she notes that that's eight to nine whole heads yeah so that's a lot of individual cloves that you have to first separate from the bulb and then her trick of soaking in hot water like Gretchen said definitely helps but that's a lot of individual cloves that you have to peel and separate out. Start by peeling a fuck ton of garlic. Then we are going to make a brine of one cup of rice vinegar, one tablespoon of salt of non-iodized salt. So either sea salt or kosher salt. We are using kosher salt today and a cup of water. So it's a a 50-50 on your rice vinegar and water. We're going to bring that to a boil. Our peeled garlic is in a quart-sized jar, and we are going to pour that brine over our garlic, seal it up, and let it sit for seven days is the suggested time. Now, she does say you can use it sooner or later, like let it sit longer. It's really up to you. After that first soaking of vinegar, which helps make the garlic not so pungent, you drain off that brine, and then we are going to make a second brine that includes soy sauce. So it's a soy sauce, rice wine, vinegar, a little bit of sugar, more of that tradition. It's more of a traditional pickle is what I would call it. Flavoring. You mean Mm -hmm. what what will come out will be more of an expected pickle flavor. Right. Right. Got it. Just because you, in the first brine, we have no sugar. So we're not really balancing our acid with that, that sugar. 
to start with. Okay. I believe this is intentional. I, I, cause I, I think the, the idea behind the initial doing this rice wine vinegar pickle is sort of akin to when we were doing the chana masala with Kenji and he was soaking at least part of the garlic in lemon juice. So it's mm-hmm. that acid that's going to come in and sort of mellow out some of those harsher notes in the garlic. So that's what I believe is going on this first brine. She does say you can use it just to make sure like, so if you want to use it in like cooking, you can use it, mm. but it will be pungent and it's diluted. So it's not straight vinegar, but you could also just add other vinegar and shit to it. So you can <laughs> adjust your strength that way. The first part is making a vinegar and water brine, soaking our garlic for a week, seven days. And then we drain that out. Yes. Drain that out. And then we add a new brine that we've made that's more soy based. So does the soy replace the water? Not quite. It's it's a little bit different proportions. I will read the ingredients to you now. Oh, I guess it does. It's I for some reason I was thinking, oh, this is why. All right, hang on. I'll read you the ingredients and now you'll understand. It's two thirds of a cup of soy sauce, three tablespoons of sugar, one cup of water, a third of a cup of vinegar. That's why I was thinking it was a third and a third, but that is you're replacing most of the vinegar with soy sauce in this brine. Okay. Which I can't wait to do. I'm so excited. I love soy sauce so much. All about it. (laughs) I'm going to use coconut aminos. Do you think that'll be okay? I think it should be fine. I think the main point is to have that rich, umami, salty, soy, delicious. Yeah. Deliciousness. Mm. That's The the main part. Since this is the first time we're making these pickles, we're not making any changes. We're going to keep the recipe as is. And then later, I really want to use the pickled garlic to make some tombs. So that's going to be my mad crushness experiment involved in this. And so that'll have to come later. It's a little bit of a wait. It's going to be about about a month before I can do that. We'll share an update on the website and you can find the recipe we're using, Gretchen's updates and everything at highgluttony.com. So since this is our first time making pickles, I thought we should talk a little bit about pickling, a little bit about vinegar, mostly about vinegar, because I always want to do a shit we didn't know before section. I felt this this was a particular poetic, uh, particularly poetic way. So I was going to open with this lovely line from On Food and Cooking that vinegar is alcohol's fate. It is the natural sequel to an alcoholic fermentation. <laughs> so poetic <laughs> and dramatic beautiful <laughs> and dramatic <laughs> although it doesn't just happen that way like it doesn't just automatically happen you don't just get like all of a sudden wine turns into vinegar that doesn't like it really irritates me so so much when people are like has this wine turned into vinegar dear god i fucking hope not like <laughs> So specifically, you need alcohol to produce vinegar, which I kind of hadn't really realized, I guess, that I I hadn't put that together. Right, for all vinegar? For all vinegar. You have to make alcohol first in order to get vinegar because it's the actual alcohol that's converted into the uh, acetic acid. I'll just read to you from On Food and Cooking. (laughs) The acetic fermentation, it takes three ingredients to make vinegar. An alcoholic liquid, oxygen, and bacteria of the genus Asobacter or Gluconobacter, 
there's two main strains. <laughs> now I'm going to paraphrase. <laughs> Cliff's notes, please. <laughs> These bacteria are among the few microbes that are able to use alcohol as an energy source, which is very interesting. So their metabolism of alcohol leaves behind two byproducts, acetic acid and water. But one of the main reasons you store wine without air is because acetic acid needs air to grow. So if, as long as you're excluding that from your wine, you're lowering your chances of having that introduced. So if you did have some really poorly like sealed wine and some acetic bacteria got in there, you could get you could end up with a bottle of vinegar, but the acetic acid uh, microbes aren't going to be as happy with if there's no air in that bottle. So <laughs> I see. If you've had a sealed wine bottle, it's really not possible that it's turned to vinegar but once it's been opened you could turn it to vinegar yeah could it's not easy you would generally yeah you generally have to buy some bacteria <laughs> it's like a whole thing okay whole got thing. it i've done it i've had i finally actually just got rid of my my vinegar that i was making in my cupboard uh <laughs> I have some yeah. vinegar still that you you gave me. Yeah, since human humans have been fermenting stuff for a really long time, we have known about vinegar for most of human history as long as we've known about alcohol since the two things kind of go hand in hand. And then we discovered that vinegar is really good for preserving food, and so then we started pickling things. <laughs> Bada bing bing. So there are three production three ways you can make vinegar. Are these are the three methods that have been developed? or the three most common methods. I don't know. Maybe there are other ones out there. You have the uh, Orleans method. I think I'm saying that kind of right. Streamlined, trickling, and submerged. Those are your three. The Orleans method, you do this in barrels. It takes a couple of months. Essentially, it's getting a colony of bacteria into your barrel that feeds on the wine Every few months, you take a bit of the wine, the, the converted vinegar off and add new wine to the barrel and then let that ferment. So you're pretty much just keeping a, a mother around. But that takes about two months because you don't have as much aeration in it. It does have exposure to oxygen, but these other two, they're forcing air into it. So streamlined trickling takes your alcohol and puts it over sort of a matrix. It can be a synthetic matrix like so made out of plastic or some other vinegar resistant material. But traditionally they use like wood chips or old grapevines. And so that mm -hmm. they, the, the acetic bacteria will actually colonize on those things. And then they run the liquid over it. And so it's just like constantly converting. And so you can actually get vinegar in a few days. So it goes a lot faster than the Orleans method. Then submerged is basically they let the bacteria like bubble around in the liquid. And so it kind of has, it has air that's being pumped into it. So it's a, a like more like a fish tank. Mm, okay. <laughs> it's like, like a bubbling cauldron you imagine yeah, sometimes. Like a, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming that's kind of what it looks like, but I didn't dive too deep in this on food and cooking doesn't really get into like the nitty gritty details. It's very general, but I also decided I would watch the acid episode of salt, fat, acid, heat on Netflix mm -hmm. just to see what it would tell me. And I guess I hadn't really factored in the fact that she kind of like goes to one country to do things. So it was based in the, the, I believe it was in the Yucatan 
there's this like acidic honey. And so she was doing like a taste test of these acidic honeys. They're made by this very specific type of bee that doesn't sting or doesn't really have any defense system. So they ha- they set up the hives with like a moat around them. I guess the local ants will also get into the hives and like kill all the bees. Oh my gosh. So they have like these really elaborate but very cool like boxes that for the bees to like put their honey into. It's a, it's a little bit thinner and apparently it can be so acidic that she was tasting them and she tasted one and she was like, this doesn't have like lemon juice in it or something. They're like, nope, it's, this is the straight honey. So it was like so acidic that she was like surprised by it. So really interesting. It was just really cool. They're also talking about sour oranges. So they were definitely talking about more organic sources of acid. So it didn't really apply to this episode, but still cool, cool stuff. <laughs> I also feel like I need to try sour oranges at this point. You have Another to thing. try them. I have to. I'm fascinated by this acidic honey. We were just talking about how honey will outlive all of us because it doesn't go bad. And I'm curious about how this acidic honey is then and what it, how long it lasts and what does that look like? I don't know. I figured we'd have to take a high gluttony trip to, to where the, I'm, I'm really hoping I'm right. And it was in the Yukon hand, but I got high just a few minutes ago. So bear with me, people. I might forget things. <laughs> might not be the Yukon We have to go do high gluttony research. Yeah. Sorry. I was trying to do research and should have written some shit down while I was watching it, but no, no. <laughs> but yeah. I figured there would be something that would be relevant Unfortunately, no, not, not really, not to vinegar. <laughs> so. No, we don't use that here. Oh, well, I'll, I'll just keep watching anyway. <laughs> yeah. Learned. yeah. I learned things. Come on. It's, like, it's relevant. I love it. It's a great show. Great book. She's a great book. It's awesome. And what about pickling? How does that fit in here? I mean, pickling is so broad. We could probably talk about it for like eight years. But the broad definition of pickling is putting shit in vinegar or in a weak vinegar solution <laughs> is really what I should say. Putting shit in vinegar is not, not quite where it's at. There's usually a balance between <laughs> the vinegar and some water. And then there's salt and sugar in there, depending on your recipe. Get some spices. Oh, that was what I meant to put in my notes. If you need to like infuse something quickly with like an herbal or spice flavor, those flavonoids and stuff are really volatile in alcohol or in sorry in vinegar so if you need it to like make a quick infusion you should infuse like your herbs and spices in vinegar and then use that with your food especially savory food i wouldn't really recommend that for dessert unless you're using cookies and the fact that if you boil vinegar sorry now i'm just thinking of things that i read earlier that i was like i yeah. wanted to talk about this but i forgot to write them down in my note <laughs> so i'm surprised they're even there at all still so please share I know I, I got high, but I can still remember <laughs> shit. The point I want to make is that the boiling point of vinegar of acetic acid is higher than water. So when you boil vinegar, it does concentrate down. And so it will become more acidic before you actually have uh, the acid evaporate. So just that's something to be aware of when you're cooking. You don't want to necessarily like put vinegar in and cook it down. Or maybe you do if you want it to be more acidic. Yeah. It depends on the application. <laughs> Right, because I was thinking about like a balsamic reduction that is so good on some things. I know. Someday we'll have to just talk about balsamic vinegar and how much I 
love balsamic vinegar and how much I love the re, that whole region of Italy and how much I want to live there and <laughs> that I realized how shitty some of those balsamic syrups are like that it's just mm-hmm. like you're trying to replicate something that is so hard to make really really well but then I was also like but it's also delicious <laughs> but I'll still eat it yeah <laughs> I do I do like a good balsamic reduction I was like, a parmesan or parmesan balsamic drizzle Ooh, although a parmesan balsamic drizzle might be kind that of that thing mm, that sounds delicious so I want to make some pickles right now that's what I, I do too right I'm now. hungry well so our first step is going to be heating up our we're using rice wine vinegar yes heating up our rice wine vinegar and water mixture mm-hmm. and salt what are common applications for this Pickled Korean garlic. Oh, apparently they, they, they just serve it garlic. as a side. Like they'll just eat it. I believe that was what she was saying in her. She said it's a side dish now because she definitely said you could cut it up and use it in dishes, which I was like, yes. Okay. She said rice Please. and noodles specifically. And Please? I was like, yes, mm. I'll put this on some noodles. Good. I Please. wish it was going to be not three weeks of time to wait, but yeah, I'm hungry. I'm hungry now. <laughs> so we're using quart mason jars. Yes. And a small saucepan a small to heat saucepan. up our yep. water, vinegar, salt mixture. My, my temperature. So I'm just going to turn it on high because all we really need to do here is boil. I see. So this is going to be super fast. <laughs> okay. Wait, you already have your liquids in there and then yes. you bring it the temperature up? Okay. Put everything in there earlier. I did find out one cool thing about rice wine vinegar when I was doing my research. Reading again from On Food and Cooking, Asian vinegars. Asian rice and grain vinegars are made from grains whose starch is broken down to sugars by means of a mold culture rather than sprouted grain. Chinese vinegars can be especially flavorful and savory because they're made from whole, sometimes roasted grains. I feel like there should be an and in here. And. I know. Is that the end? (laughs) No, it's not. And fermented in continuous contact with grain solids and often aged in contact with the molds, yeast, and bacteria, all of which release amino and other organic acids and other flavor compounds into the vinegar. So I was like. I want some of these vinegars. I want to try yeah, these. Asian, like, that sounds so good. They sound so delicious and complex and amazing. Like, make, like mm. makes my stomach hurt. I want to try them so bad. <laughs> That's so funny. We will probably finish this and do the second part together, but just report out what happens. Yeah, or I think so. Pour over thing. Yeah, we're pretty sure you get it. I'm close to boiling over here. Mine's coming along. I didn't put it on my power boil. This time. Whoa! Whoops! What did you do? I accidentally splashed some out. Do you hear that? Yeah, Becca. So I am pouring my vinegar over, Love. or my brine. I'm pouring my brine over. So once our cup of vinegar, cup of water, and tablespoon of salt have come to a boil, we pour it over the garlic in the quart jar. Yep, that's exactly what I just did. Yeah, you did. Mm, it smells really good. Like, yeah, mm. vinegar. <laughs> mm, it smells so good. Is it like a rapid boil or just enough that they're, it's boiling? Just enough that it's boiling should be fine. Okay. And I'm, gonna, I'm just going to leave mine without a lid on it for a little bit till it cools down some. I don't know. Put a lid on it. Will you put a towel over it? 
Probably not. I mean, I could. I just probably won't. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's fair. Okay. And so in a week. Yeah. <laughs> in a week, we'll meet up again, make the rest of the brine and swap it out. And then it's ready to go pretty quickly after that, right? You can use it fairly quickly. Uh, close tightly with a lid. Actually, it's saying to put it on right away. I just have plastic lids, so I feel like I should let it sit for a few minutes and cool off just a smidge. And let's stand at room temperature for two weeks without exposure to sunlight. So you need to make sure it's stored somewhere dark. Oh, two weeks. I'm sorry. No, we, I guess we won't because I think that'll be our break weekend. But Okay. Garlic can be eaten at this point. Well, okay. Sorry. I skipped over step two. <laughs> <laughs> I sort of fucked up. We didn't need to boil the vinegar brine. That was just supposed to be stirred together until the salt is dissolved, then poured over the garlic cloves. Oop. What is the hot water doing to the garlic then? Cooking it a little bit. I guess we could just dump it back off and then put it back in when once it's cooled down some. Like I didn't just put it into a Pyrex thing and let it cool down and put it back on. Because if it the quicker we get it off, the better that's going to be. But whoops, we read this recipe. I know. I should have written it down. But I was like, no, it's too simple for me to type that out again. So we're straining this? Yeah. Okay. Because I think it'll just make the, the cloves of garlic mushy is what mm. would eventually happen. Actually, I'm going to also put my cloves out on a plate to cool down so that they don't cook, continue to carry over oh, well, they're, by being all in a ju- the jar. Like rinse them with cold water or something? Yeah, you could. And then dissolve some salt in another cup of water and vinegar or use the same one once it cools you can down use, you can just use the same one once it cools down perfect i actually made this harder <laughs> of course i did okay so i'll be redoing this later great awesome <laughs> i just like to prove that i'm not infallible well i think that's one of the fun things about pantry power-ups is that even though things seem easy there things can be really complicated and when you're trying a recipe for the first time you never really know what to expect unless you read it carefully and study it well, who does and that? Who does that, though? Yeah, <laughs> who wants to do that? Not me. So just well, think of me as mm-hmm. your recipe test driver. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the next brine that we do then, even though we went a little above and beyond A-plus student status for this first one, the next brine that we do, we will have to bring to a boil, and we'll update everyone on what that looks like once we're done with this part, seven days from now. Yes. Correct. Well, our, we're going to keep, well, you guys won't have so much, su- very much suspense, but we're going to have some. So <laughs> you guys will just wait, just wait a little bit. We'll be right back. I have to say, I tasted the hot vinegar, water, salt, garlic brine. It's yeah. so good. Is it? It's fucking delicious. Well, it's brine. I mean, this is why it's I say so I- good, though. Cool. But with the garlic. Oh, because it's got the Mm. Oh, and it's just like a really nice light garlic flavor yeah. right now. Yeah, that's why so I was good. Like, when she was like, yeah, you can use the vinegar, like that vinegar stuff for, I was like, yes, I'm going to use it in all the things. So I got very excited about that. And then with the potato chip. Oh, shit. I am oh so my God. this, by the way. <laughs> I hope so, because this is so good. I think we've we're discovered something incredible. Oh, no. All right. Mm. 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 Can't do that too much though, because you need your brine needs should be like somewhat clean. You don't want to put a bunch of potato. In. Well, I was just using a spoon, but yeah. <laughs> oh, 
So I'm the only savage that just like dip their chip in there. Mm, mm. Why don't salt and vinegar chips have like a garlic infusion too? Heller good chips. Heller good chips or doobie chips if they're infused too. We're going to do it. Oh, doobie chips. Fast forward. You are now in the future. Except we didn't really think far enough in advance for this episode. So we are only slightly into the future of where we should be when reporting on this particular product of pickled garlic. (laughs) So we did not actually travel forward far enough. And in lieu of having actual results, which we will share at some point, Gretchen is just going to taste the garlic she has at its current stage, which does need another week of curing, P.S., but she's going to taste it now and just let us know what it tastes like. <laughs> also, I did forget to do that second step of making the soy brine. So I'm a week behind Gretchen. I just told her the news tonight and <laughs> I will catch up. Well, you just means you don't have this wonderful experience of putting a partially cured garlic clove into your mouth on air. So... <laughs> Means you no get pressure. Special, special kind of joy of experiencing me experiencing the, <laughs> the garlic clove for the first time. Got in a little bowl here. I'm going to swirl it like it's a fine wine. I love it. Korean pickled garlic tasting. Smells garlicky. Smells like soy sauce. Down the hatch. Okay, Gretchen just covered her mouth. And her eyes went super wide and she's still chewing. And now she's just rotating which hand is covering her mouth (laughs) while she has a look of horror on her face. What's happening? It's a good thing that no one's coming over here to kiss me later because, (laughs) oh boy, that tastes like garlic with a little bit of brine. So I can imagine that. Oh my God. Maybe in a couple more weeks, this will be much, much better. Woohoo! I do think it'll make a really good tasty dip, though. Can't wait to play Ooh. with it in that regard. I don't think I'm just going to be eating it straight out of the jar. Not yet. Fire. I'm breathing fire. Although it, it is actually from like a real raw clove of garlic. It definitely has that bite tamed from that first brine. But there's still enough bite there that it, it's intense. Like it's, it's not messing around. <laughs> No, I don't think I've seen that face. I, I think I've seen you make that face, but certainly not hold it for that long. <laughs> I didn't expect the crunch either. I don't know why I thought it would have softened more. I think that's part of the appeal, though, is that it adds mm. texture. So I think you are, because most pickles, you do kind of want them to have some crunch to them. That's a good point. Depends, Depends on the type of pickle. But yeah, I did think it would be quite so firm or so crunchy. I like it. <laughs> May not recommend just jumping in there with two feet and eating a whole clove. I didn't expect you to eat the whole thing. <laughs> and then when it crunched, I was like, wow, she's dedicated. She's just gonna go for it. She did it. Yeah. And then your face, you immediately like covered your mouth and your eyes went so big. <laughs> it was, um, yeah, not advisable. I don't think anybody would have been like, yeah, just go ahead, throw that whole thing in your mouth. 
Yes. Can you change this for me? Good idea. (laughs) Yeah. So what are we going to use this for? Caesar salad. Mm -hmm. Yum. Yeah. Um, What else? You tomb. You said you were going to try it with tomb. Try and make tomb with it. I just want to chop it up and put it with noodles and or make like dips with it. That was a great teaser for what we how long can it sit after this now it it's sort of ready to use in another week for you but then what was the max time do you remember I don't think there is a a max time it's like most pickled things you just leave it in its brine I think the longer it sits the more interesting it'll be so I can't wait to see what happens with all that but well we've got a pound of it yeah (laughs) a whole pound (laughs) A whole fucking pound. But my cheeks went to all red too. Like it really expanded my vaso. Uh, it, what is that? What do they call it? Vasodilated? I don't know. It, it made me be- go very pink and I am not one that's blown, prone to blushing. So so good before a video date, not yeah. good before an in-person date. No, no. <laughs> I mean, it might be fine as long as the person's really into garlic, you know, that they, okay. you both agree to each yeah. eat one. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, no, we'll excited. Re- yeah. To find out how this ends. We will share our final, final results at some point. Apologies for the false alarm time travel. We are in the future for you, but it's just not what not we very, thought. Not very far. Not the full month or three weeks that it's supposed to be so oops what is time just gonna have to deal with it yeah (laughs) find the recipe and our thoughts at highgluttony.com find us on instagram and please like and subscribe wherever you are listening and tell a friend we are excited to have all of our gluttoners at growing and growing thank you for listening and thank you for joining us off we go